Hello and welcome. Hello, I'm J Josh. And I'm Jack. Hi guys and welcome to Oaks Online Season 3 Episode 2. I'm Alice. I'm Josh. And today it's a very special episode, guys. Very special. Very indeed. special. You have the best of both worlds, okay? You have me and we have Josh. Like no Yeah, I mean normally it's Alice and Hannah, maybe a bit of me and Jack. Today you've got the best one out of each group, so. Guys, honestly, don't get too excited, alright? Like I can feel the energy coming through the screen. Like chill but yeah. it's gonna be pretty cool it's gonna be amazing so yeah on that note well yeah i mean we've got some great stuff coming up in today's episode we have. you guys are in for a treat at home and we've got yeah we've just got so much so yeah so yeah Okay, so first of all, uh, we have a House of Grace update, which Emma's gonna go into. So yeah, QVT. We have had an email from Esra at House of Grace, thanking us for our monthly financial gift. And she has asked us to pray for the following things. For Tim, the lady in the picture. Tim has been poorly for a few years, but recently had a fall and broke her leg. Her daughter, Clow, is now taking care of her. Let's pray together now. Lift up our prayers together. Next, for T. T is their repairman, and he is an excellent repairman. Sadly, he has cancer, and recently he has had a bad fall, which has resulted in brain damage. Again, let's pray again now, for T. Finally, for Pete. Pete is Ezra's two-year-old son. He is a miracle, as Ezra and her husband really struggle to get pregnant. However, his speech is developing at a slower rate than the other children, and they think that he might be autistic. Finally, let's pray again together now for Pete.
David Sharp on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. How crazy. I mean... What a treat. The legend himself. David, Absolutely amazing. We're glad to have you here, man. Absolutely so, amazing. So, um, where do we even begin? Yeah, so why don't you tell us with what it is that you actually do? Sure. So, most of you will know, but if you don't, I'm the schools worker here at Oaks Community Church, and it's my job or role to... Uh, serve and resource local schools. So that's, that's like a bunch of different things, whether that's sort of going in and doing some lessons, whether that's kind of assemblies, some uh, clubs in schools, or one to one mentoring in some schools I work with, um, sort of doing some individual work with children to support them. But more often than not, it's the broader things the assemblies, going in lessons, being interviewed like I have today. Perfect. Really exciting. Sounds quite good to be fair. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and David, why do you do your job? You know, why didn't you choose to be a builder or a brain surgeon or a, um, I don't know, a window cleaner? There's so many jobs out there. So why many. This one? That is a, a wide spectrum of jobs. I, I don't think brain surgeon was top of my list or not know, even available with my, my no. qualifications, maybe not. Well. Um, no, I, I love what I do. Um, why do I do it? Um, I, I love the opportunity to spend time with children. I enjoy kind of sharing with them, teaching them. I think everyone has the right to learn and think for themselves and think through some of the big questions. Yeah. Uh, and I like creating space for children to do that. And Well, people in general, but specific children, to facilitate that space for them, to ask big questions, to journey for themselves, to think through uh, some of the bigger questions in life. And if I can be someone to help them along that way, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, well, that's really great. So is there anything we and for the people watching can be praying for? What could you be praying for? That's a good question. Uh, I think as it's the summer now, um, I think it would be praying for rest for teachers. I think mm. that's a big thing. Uh, rest for the students, that they come back refreshed. Uh, but also that they settle in well. It's a big time of transition. It, rhythms change and yeah, everything definitely. gets mixed up. So, you know, as they come back to towards September, praying that things settle in, things go well. Yeah. And that sort of the classes blend well yeah. and that yeah, uh, no. I can pick up, start going in again from the get-go. I think sometimes yeah. it's a little bit slow start, but I'd love to get the ball rolling straight away. So yeah. I get going straight away. Well, we'll yeah. definitely be praying for all of those things and more. So, yeah. Well, thank you ever so much for uh, for coming. It's been You're absolutely welcome. amazing. Thanks Getting for having to talk me. To you. No <laughs> yeah, problem. Anytime. Thanks Anytime. so much, David. Thank you. Now, coming up next, we've got a, an absolutely steaming hot topic from Richard and Julia. It's going to be amazing. It's all about what Jesus did, what his motivation was, and most importantly, what his values were. Alice. Josh. What do you think Jesus' values were? You know what? This Jesus guy, he was a pretty iconic person. Um, but, you know, you never know what he's thinking. You know, you never know what he's going to do, what he's thinking. So to think about what his values are or like what his motivation is, it's pretty tough. It's I tough reckon one. I reckon it's something on the lines of like, you know, be loving, be uh, kind, you know, just be forgiving and all that jazz, really. But tell you what, I'm, uh, I'm hopefully going to have a meal with this Jesus eventually sometime. Don't yeah. know, pretty busy schedule for him. Um, so yeah, when I have that, I'll ask yeah. him and then I'll get back to you. Perfect. And I'll also get back to you guys. That, so, um, yeah. so yeah, great stuff. But for now, we'll, we'll listen to Richard and Julia, but yeah.
into this week's hot topic and it's the first of our new season. We're still looking at Jesus as our role model and how he displayed his values through his life and this week we've got Richard with us. Hello. Hi Richard. I'm Julia. Uh, we're going to just chat through some of the points that Richard raised in the Bible talk which is also available on YouTube. So Richard, thank you for your talk. Good. You chose uh, a small part of Mark's Gospel to illustrate your points. Was there any particular reason why you went for Mark's Gospel or that story? No, I thought Mark is very much to the point. It's the earliest written Gospel, so it's closest in terms of um, timing to when Jesus was doing this stuff. And I went for the very first chapter because I thought, well, let's capture what Jesus does at the beginning of his ministry. Mm -hmm. So for those reasons, that's why I simply turned to Mark. And you don't need to read more than a few passages and you've covered a whole load of ground. So it, it works well for illustration purposes, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. So you talked about you drew out the four values as, as Christians, which... Um, or we'll we'll put a little put a little sign up behind us. It's um, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a high regard for God. Yes, thank you. A high regard for others. Yeah. A high regard for ourselves. Yeah. And sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. So four key values, and I would ask the question for you: of those, which do you find them? Which do you find the hardest? That's a hard choice because I think the most costly is sacrificial love, mm -hmm. but the hardest to actually do is loving others at times. Mm. Um, and I guess, in a sense, they're inseparable, aren't they? But they, they overlay each other. Mm. So I think loving others where it's not natural <laughs> is, mm -hmm. is for me the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably we all struggle with that at mm. times. It's very easy to love the people that are lovable, isn't it? And yes. Yeah, okay. Um, a few of us were on a conference quite recently that was, was based on values. It was a multi-church um, thing, local churches were involved. And Lawrence Singlehurst, who was one of the speakers, talked about what we call the glass box, which is really interesting. And it was how we can have an environment for a church, for instance, where we're all in a church and we all behave in a particular way. And in a sense, it applies to any kind of social norms in whatever grouping that you're in, that you fall into what is normal for that group of people. But he was saying it's really interesting, particularly in today's culture, where people will behave one way in the glass box, but then outside of the box, take the church away, so they're, I don't know, in education or work or social um, situations, the behaviour changes yeah. and how actually if we're grounded in our values, our Christian values, then that wouldn't occur. We want to see it you know, running, running all the way through. And um, Brené Brown, I've, I've talked about a quote from Brené Brown, uh, one of her books, where she talks about, um, we've got to you know, walk the walk, talk the talk. We, if, if things are out of alignment, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I guess, you drew attention to that with Jesus and that authority, how yes. it, it was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, our values are very much the yardstick, aren't they? And if we're not living to our values, yet we're espousing them, mm -hmm. 
we're going to look a hypocrite mm. and that's where we lose moral authority spiritual authority so we need to live to our values and you're quite right when we live within the glass box that social conditioning keeps us very much on cue with those values mm. but as soon as we go outside of the box unless those are internalized unless those values in a sense uh, generate our behaviors mm -hmm then what will happen is that we will simply revert to whatever our natural values or the values of society are at large. And do you think it's possible that we can be living in two sort of worlds, almost like a foot in one camp, hmm. foot in the other, and not be aware of it? That's very possible, yeah. and I suspect most of us do. Mm -hmm. The trouble with values is that they tend to be hidden mm -hmm. unless they're talked about a lot, and so we're not aware of what's happening. Mm. We don't perceive that we're not living to our values. Mm. So we need to talk about our values much more to bring them to the surface and in a sense be held accountable by others because sometimes we're blind to how we behave. Mm. It's only when people point that out to us that we get that eureka moment and realize that values and behavior just aren't matching up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that, I suppose, in a, in a church environment, that's a lot of that goes on in our smaller groups, doesn't it, in our friendship yeah. groups? It can't, there's no time or space or, in a sense, that's not the purpose of our larger gatherings, mm. is it? But it's very much the domain of the smaller gatherings. It's where we can um, live our lives out um, transparently, hopefully, in front of one another. And that's where, when we're not living the values, that becomes apparent and we can be gently encouraged or challenged to live back to those values or if those values aren't actually understood it's where we can bring some teaching and help people to realize that our values come out of our beliefs and it's our values that drive our behavior mm -hmm. so we've got to get that that all in a row i think mm. and i think that became very clear at the conference where um lawrence was talking about younger generations who've got no haven't really got a reference point to christian values which we have just because they've been around through history that come through our family. So even if we've not necessarily been involved in, in sort of church life for many years, we, we do still have some kind of rooting in that. I mean, we, we say that we're a Christian nation and that the BBC are based on Christian values and all that kind of and our parliament. But actually, that's it's quite a long distance away from young people now, I, I think. A lot, a lot of those stuff that's come out of the Bible, I think, is quite a long distance but I think society as a whole, actually, even the older people are losing that sense of those Christian values. They may speak them, mm. they may speak of them, but living to them um, isn't always happening, is it? We see our politicians lying, cheating, bending the rules or whatever. Um, because that seemed to be okay in today's society. Mm. So there is a majority now in society, more than 60% is enough to change the culture of society. Mm. And that majority that have postmodern values where there is no absolute right, that, that means that it affects everybody. So unless you've got a good standing, you're standing on the rock of Jesus, yes, but you're standing on his values, mm then you're likely to be persuaded or, or in some way nudged into a behaviour doing things that we'd rather not. Mm -hmm. So I think, sort of leaving this now, 
if you're part of a belonging group, it might be good to just chat through just the whole issue of values and where you feel um, where you feel you lie with them, and perhaps you know to start those conversations of mm. things that might be uh, that you may be struggling with, I suppose. So, yeah, thank you for your talk. It's available on YouTube, and um, there are books available. There's this one, Transforming Valleys, great little book that was written by um, Lawrence Singlehurst, who led the conference that we were at. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of information and help out there with lots of grace. <laughs> Must be nice to each other. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you okay. for having me. You're welcome. That was absolutely fantastic. Enjoyed every minute. Superb. superb. I learned a lot as well. Yeah, um, definitely. On the topic of values, Alice, do you have any values? I mean, I feel like you could go in many directions when you think of like values in life and stuff like that. But obviously it's like, you know, I'd like to think that my key values are, you know, being kind to others, being forgiving. Um, sacrificing my time for when other people need me um, and things like that but also you know just like have a good life have fun go traveling I don't even know what about you um, yeah I mean I like all of you I think being kind is a great one respectful yes. um, yeah, I think everyone's good at different things if you can use your skills to help other people mm. and everyone can do that I think that's a great one yeah uh, be unique that's always good I like that one um, I should have stolen that. Yeah, well, I'm glad you Be didn't because that was well. my best one. But yeah, there you go. But yeah, so it's perfect, really. So, uh, so yeah. Thank you very much for watching. Yeah, And um, we've got some worship coming up now. So I hope you enjoy that and we'll see you next time. We will. So stay in tune. Yeah.